0: I never lose. I either win or learn. Nelson Mandela. Hello, and welcome to the Dominate Test Prep podcast. I am Brett Etheridge, founder of Dominate Test Prep and host of this podcast. And it has been a little while since you have heard from me, at least on this podcast, longer than I would ideally like between episodes, but there is a very good reason for that, I can assure you. Uh, Hint, hint, kind of teasing something that I have been working on. I have been busy, busy, busy recording a brand new prep course for the executive assessment. So for those of you who may be taking the executive assessment, either for uh, an executive MBA program or a traditional MBA program, maybe you're looking for an alternative to the GMAT, I've got you covered very soon so stay on the lookout for all of the details about the big launch for my complete executive assessment prep course but I wanted to kind of break away and take some time away from that because I need to weigh in on a very important topic an important question and sort of issue that is out there right now and that is should you retake your standardized test We are in the middle of standardized test season. I am sure a lot of you are madly taking the exams and preparing for the exams. And in some cases, wondering whether or not you should retake the exam to maximize your score maybe to put a better foot forward for round two and round three applications later this year maybe you're trying to get some scholarships or simply separate yourself from your peers during the application process and you know a high score can help with that and yet your first attempt it wasn't quite what you would have hoped And believe me, I know even if you did well, it's so completely normal to get done with the exam and get that score, especially if it's a real-time score where you see what you got as soon as the exam ends and you immediately feel like you could have done better. Maybe you could have, maybe you couldn't have, but it's natural to feel that way. As a lot of you know, because I have told these stories before, but I'll tell you another CrossFit story. Uh, I used to feel that way after so many of my CrossFit workouts or even in competitions that I could have just gone a little faster, like inevitably, regardless of how well I did. The second it was over, I would immediately think, man, I could have I gone a little faster. I could have set a slightly faster pace. But in the moment, I was always dying. And I felt like literally my body couldn't take any more. There was no way I could go any faster in the moment so why is that? Why do we feel like we could have done better afterwards, right? I'm sure when you were in the middle of taking your exam, you, you were doing the best you could, obviously. I mean, you, it's not like you're trying to get wrong answers, but sometimes things just don't go quite according to plan. We didn't quite get the score that we wanted, maybe not quite as high as some of our practice tests. And so, so should you retake it? And the answer isn't always as easy as it might seem, right? Because if you do retake it, how can you ensure that you will actually perform better? You don't want to just go waste more time and more money preparing for and taking the test again. So I have some thoughts for you. In fact, I have five considerations, five things I want to share with you that I think will really help you answer that question for yourself. I I can't give you the answer. Only you can. You know your unique circumstances. But after listening to this episode... I think you'll have a very strong intuition kind of deep down about what to do. Should you retake it? Should you not? Both are potentially fine fine results, fine answers to that question. Uh, and I'll get there in a moment. But but I also want to start by kind of dispelling a common myth. And I want to encourage you. I want to put your mind at ease about something. And I want you to hear me on this when I tell you. It is okay to retake your exam. I know some of you listening to this feel like uh, like there's this stigma to retaking the exam, that somehow you failed by not getting the score you needed on the first attempt, that maybe having to retake it is a black mark on your record. It is not. It is totally okay. Don't compare yourself to your friends. If they took it once and got a great score, good for them. But you are not them. You are running your own race, and it is totally okay. I understand it. I understand that you wanted to get the score that you were shooting for on your first attempt, but that's not always the case. And in fact, admissions officers, as a general rule, always just look at your highest score anyway. So it's not a big deal. In fact, worldwide on average, more than 25% of people Retake their standardized test right on the GMAT. It's over 30% of people take the GMAT more than once one in four people take the GRE more than once About 25% of people take the LSAT more than once and so forth And a certain percentage of people take it more than that three times four times I'm going to talk about that here in a moment, but but all of that to say it's okay So I want you to hear me on that now just because it's okay should you Should you retake it? And is it actually worth it? So here's my first consideration or my first question for you. Is a higher score actually necessary to get into your target school? Because here's what I also know, right? It's like, you're gonna think I've gotten in your head somehow. uh, Because I hear it so often from so many students and when I call them on it, they say, okay, you got me, right? And that is this. Are you thinking you need to retake it because you really genuinely believe that you need a higher score to actually get in or is it a pride thing? Is it a pride thing? Do you feel like you need to get a 700 on the GMAT just because it's like this magic number? Uh, You know, I just have to get a 700 on the GMAT. Well, Well, why? the schools you're applying to have an average GMAT score of 650. So like, what's up, (laughs) right? And the reality is that if you look at the published score ranges of the GMAT or the GRE or the LSAT or any exam you may be taking for so many of the top tier, top 10% schools, right? Harvard, Wharton, Stanford for the GMAT, you know, other top law schools, they always publish a range, and the range is pretty wide. Yes, they may publish an average score of, say, 730. I I know I'm using a lot of GMAT numbers here, but, but you can kind of equate it to the GRE or the LSAT. The point is, you know, pretty high average or median scores, but if you look at the range, the range can extend way down. This year's Harvard Business School class has a GMAT range going all the way down to 590. So do you really need that 700? They're letting somebody in with a 590, right? And in some years, they've let people in with scores in the 400s. Now, yes, on the upper range, of course, there are people with 790s and 800s and so forth. But the reality is your score may fit within their range. So again, do you really need it or is it a Pride thing, right? In college, it was fun to talk about your SAT score. I remember my first week at Duke, you know, everybody was jibber-jabbering about their SAT scores, and I was silent about mine because I'll be honest with you, I didn't have the highest SAT score, but here's the deal. I had an SAT score high enough to get me into Duke, so what does it matter, right? The person sitting next to you in class may have gotten a perfect score, or may have been the person who squeaked in with the bottom score in the range, but you're all in the same classroom. <laughs> so, so that's really it. Just kind of recalibrate your thinking and realize that a good score, this is what I tell my students all the time. What is a good score? What's a good GMAT score? What's a good GRE score? What's a good LSAT score? Answer, any score that gets you in, right? So, so just kind of adopt that mindset. All right. So with all of that said, I hope you are encouraged by that, but I do want to break it down for you. And I want to share five considerations, five questions that you should ask yourself and help you think through the answer to these questions to help you decide whether or not it is worth it to retake your exam. And the first question, the first consideration is what's likely to change this time around? You've probably heard the famous quote attributed to Einstein, his definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. So if your plan is just to keep doing the same thing that you've been doing, whatever that is, uh, here's a clue for you. What you've been doing to this point is what got you the score you got, right? And so if you continue just doing the same thing you've been doing, What is likely to change? Are you magically gonna have some sort of breakthrough? Not likely. So how did you study the first time around? Did you sort of cram at the last minute? Did you take a prep course? Did you work with a tutor, right? Do you maybe the next time around need to actually take a prep course? A different prep course perhaps if the first one you took didn't work. And by the way, if that's the case, head over to dominatetestprep.com. We've got a course that I guarantee will prepare you and be different than anything you've done so far, and will help you have that sort of breakthrough. But but think through what you have done. Did you just do a bunch of practice problems from a, some random textbook without actually learning methodology and strategy and how-to's? Did you just take a few practice tests? What did you do and what is likely to change this time around? Will you have a game plan that is likely to be successful? The second question, so the second consideration for you, is along those lines, but slightly different, and it is this. Was there anything abnormal about your first test experience? And... By the way, if there was, then there is likely something to change this what, this time around, but not necessarily with respect to your preparation. Here I'm talking about things like, did you wake up the morning of your exam with a headache? Did you break up with a boyfriend or girlfriend the day before your exam? And I actually said something similar to this on one of my YouTube videos. And it's funny, I had a student reach out to me. She ended up signing up for one of my prep courses. And she said, you know, you said something in one of your videos almost tongue in cheek, but you literally said my exact story. She said, it's so funny. I broke up with my boyfriend the night before taking the GRE and I was just an emotional mess the next day. And so I did terrible. So I expect to do better the next time around, but I also need your help and blah, blah, blah. And so she ended up signing up for the the prep course. Uh, but, But did something like that happen? Did you Get a speeding ticket on the way to the test center, right? Or maybe you just you just weren't feeling it. Sometimes you just have an off day. You know you were having an off day, and and that's just that's just the reality, right? I another funny story for you. I had a student report back after taking one of the standardized tests, and and he said I I didn't do very well. He said, but but don't worry, I'm going to take it again because I had an upset stomach, and I you know during the first break. Uh, I stayed in the bathroom a little longer than I should have and uh, I came back about five minutes late The next section had already started. I was way behind on time And so I was just kind of frantic throughout the rest of the exam and it just didn't go very well So so that type of thing and certainly if something like that happened Then you know There's very good reason to think that you'll be in a better mental frame of mind the next time around so so What's likely to change? Was there anything normal about your test experience? The third point that I would like to raise, and this this gets into the nitty-gritty a little bit though, is how likely are you to actually improve? And the answer is actually pretty likely. If you look at the reports put out by most of the standardized tests that break down retesting trends and score improvements, Most people do improve, and I'll give you a few of the statistics. You can look it up online. I'll try to post some links in the show notes below. But on the GRE, for example, recent statistics show that almost 60% of people who retook the GRE improved at least a little bit on the verbal reasoning section and over 62 percent of people improved on the quantitative reasoning section so so those are pretty good odds in your favor let's talk about the GMAT for a moment and obviously a lot of it has to do with your starting score so the GMAT breaks it down a little bit more nuanced For people who started with a below average GMAT score, in other words, your first attempt was below average, and and by the way, I'm sure this is the same on the GRE and LSAT, where if your initial score is pretty low, there's way more chance that you will improve. 81% of people who retook the GMAT, if their starting score was below 500, below average, improved, at least a little bit, and some people, 5% of score, uh, people saw a score improvement of 190 points, that's like a staggering number of points to improve on the next attempt, but but there's room for that much improvement if your starting score is low like that. Of course, the higher your starting score, the less likely you are to improve or buy as much. Right? It just stands to reason. Same thing looking at the GMAT for people who started with a score Above 700, so you were already above 700, which is like a top 10 percentile score rank. Um, You know, still over 60% of people, sorry, I'm reading that wrong. uh, About 55% of people still improve by at least 10 points, right? So there's some improvement there. And again, I'll reiterate that idea that a lot of your expected improvement would have to do with your initial score. If you're already in the top 10%, it's going to be hard to move into that top 5%. It just is. It could literally just be the difference of one more right answer. Same thing on the LSAT, that you know, the SAT, if you're already scoring that high, you know, it could come down to luck. Literally, you know, on one or two of the questions that you're down to a 50/50 guess on, you guess right this day, but on the other day you didn't, you get that one more right answer and now you move from a 720 to a 730. On the GMAT for example and so the question you would have to answer is do you want to roll those dice is it worth more time more financial investment for potentially a 10 or 20 point improvement now for some of you that could be the difference between a scholarship uh, and maybe again thinking about questions one and two you do have reason to believe that you will improve the next time around but I would also remind you that correlation doesn't equal causation the danger with looking at some of the statistics that I just kind of read for you is to think, oh, well, 81% of people improve. That doesn't just happen because you literally just sat for the exam, right? What did you do that caused your score to increase? Why do people see their score increase? Not just because they showed up, right? Are you going to do something differently, are you going to study differently, are you going to prepare more, better, do more practice tests, work with a tutor, take a course, etc. That's the type of stuff that will improve the likelihood that your score will improve. So I think that's I spent a little bit more time on that consideration because it's a big one. And I want you to really think through that before you commit to retaking the exam. Although that said, statistically, you are likely to improve. You have a bo- above average chance to improve your score pretty much regardless of exam. A fourth consideration though for you is how many times have you already taken it? Because if you think back to what I said at the very outset, it's okay to retake it. Admissions officers look at your best score and actually I would even say That I've talked with a lot of admissions officers over the years at various conferences and webinars and and they say, hey, look, not only is it okay if you retake it, we look at your best score, but actually we view it as a sign of your commitment to the process. Right. It shows that you care. It shows that you are dedicated and you're trying, you're willing to work at it. You want this. Right. And so that's good that that exhibits that to a point. So it's okay if you take it twice maybe even three times. But once you get into taking it four times or five times, now that can be a red flag for admissions officers. So ask yourself, how many times have you already taken it? Because there's a fine line between showing that you're dedicated to the process and maybe Revealing that actually you know what maybe you just don't have the chops the quantitative chops Or you're just not going to be able to score the way you need to for that particular program Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to have the chops for another program, and I'm going to talk about that here in a moment But at some point it just might it just might be too many times and and in fact That's just sort of the nature of statistics right the more times you do something the bigger the end value is right the bigger the sample size the more you move toward the true probabilities. Your true abilities are revealed. If you take it five times and you're getting within about 10 or 20 points at the same score, no matter what prep course you take or how much more you study, that just may be your ability on the exam, and you're not magically going to improve on the fifth attempt. So I, I hope you get my gist, and I'm, I'm not trying to be mean or or discourage you, certainly, and, and again, I do have some things I'm gonna say here in a moment, but that's just a bit of a reality check. How many times have you already taken it? Which brings me to the next, the fifth, and really the final consideration I have for you, which is, do you have any alternatives? Now, this is sort of a last gasp question to ask yourself. I I expect you to improve. I'm confident you can improve. I'm confident my prep courses will absolutely help you improve. I want you to get into your target score, schools. I want you to get into your target programs. I want you to get into Stanford Business School if that's what you want to do. And if you do things the right way, I'm confident you can, but at some point, you may just have to ask yourself, I'm I'm just not quite having the breakthrough that I need on this particular exam, do I have an alternative? And the reality is, in today's standardized test marketplace, there are a lot of substitutes. Now, instead of the LSAT, for example, to get into law school, a lot of law schools are accepting the GRE. Instead of the GMAT at a lot of business schools, you can now submit a GRE score. Instead of the GMAT, a lot of times you can take the executive assessment. Stay tuned for my executive assessment prep course coming soon to a computer screen near, near you, right? The point is, might there be some alternatives for you where if you are struggling on this particular exam, maybe you will have more success on a different exam and you might be asking yourself well why why would I just have better results on a different exam because they stress different things there are slightly different focuses of different exams some the quantitative section is a little bit easier than others some the verbal section is a little bit harder or easier depending so and the other thing to ask is might at some point you need to consider applying to schools that don't require a standardized test at all Now I know most of the top schools do, but if you are committed to going to business school, for example, I guarantee you can find a business school that will admit you, either with your score, going back to the very first thing I talked about, which is, by the way, your score might be good enough the way it is, or without you submitting a standardized test score altogether. So I know that's not ideal for a lot of you. Hopefully, you're not in that situation. I'm not suggesting that that is the route you absolutely go. I'm just saying that there are always alternatives, that it's not do or die, and and that you may not need to retake your exam if there are alternatives. So... So that is it, uh, the five considerations. I hope that has helped you. I hope you have a better sense, a better intuition, a gut feel of whether or not you should go ahead and retake it or whether or not, you know what, the score I have is good enough, I'm going to go ahead and move forward with the rest of the application. And in fact, I would also remind you in closing that at the end of the day, your standardized test score is only one part of your application. Now it's an important part. At some school law schools for example, the LSAT is a bigger portion of your application, a more important portion of your application than some other graduate programs that are a little bit more holistic in their review of your application. And so there are always ways that you can make up for a lower than desired exam score. Now, I want you to get that standardized test score, believe me, and I've said it before. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you. I'm confident that my courses can help you get that score. But, also remember that you can put your best foot forward in a number of different ways. If you haven't listened to episode 23 of the Dominate Test Prep podcast, go back and listen to that because that's exactly the question that we answer. Should you hire an admissions consultant? Right? There's this whole industry of admissions consultants who, whose job it is to help you really put your best foot forward and in some cases make up for a lower standardized test score. So there are always solutions. There are always things you can do. But but go with your gut. And then don't let this exam dominate your life more than it needs to. Only retake it if you absolutely believe and feel like, A, you can improve, and B, it's absolutely necessary either to get into the program that you need or maybe to get scholarships and things like that. So there are absolutely good reasons to retake it. And I've seen and worked with plenty of students who absolutely improve on a a retake and in fact improve by incredible amounts. And I am confident that you can as well. As we wrap up this episode, I wanna leave you with an action item as I always do on the Dominate Test Prep Podcast, something tangible that you can do to move the ball down the field, so to speak. And following on from some of what I talked about in this episode, something very simple but meaningful you can do right now is to do some research on the expected scores, the test scores, for the schools that you are going to be applying to. Most schools. Publish that information on their websites. And so just go to the websites of the schools you're going to be applying to, go to the admissions page, look at all the demographic information, and look for not just the average test score or the medium test score, which they almost always publish. Sometimes those numbers can be a little intimidating at some of the top 10, you know, top 10, top 20 schools, but Also look at the range of scores because you'll realize that the range extends quite a bit below and quite a bit above the average and median score. And by the way, you may realize that your score is either already within that range or it may give you a slightly new target number to shoot for on your retake. I would also uh, encourage you, so it's kind of a second action item, to maybe reach out to an admissions consultant and ask for a free consultation. Uh, If you... Have listened to episode 23, or when you do, you'll hear Barbara, the person I interviewed on that episode, talk about how she offers a 15 minute complimentary consultation. And most of the admissions consultants I'm aware of and work with are happy to chat with you for a few minutes free of charge, and in some cases, may be able to help you decide whether or not your current score is competitive enough. Or in a lot of cases, they may advise you, say, hey, you know what? I think you could really improve your chances if you would just get that score up a little bit. And there you go. That's fine. Retake it and do something different, right? And uh, all of the things that I've already talked about to ensure that you get a better score on the next attempt. So there you go, I am gonna get back to finishing up the executive assessment prep course. I will leave you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Please continue to share the podcast with all your friends and colleagues give us that five-star review, and better yet, please leave us a written review, it really helps it. It obviously helps more people find us in iTunes or Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. but it also helps me to know what you're liking, what you want more of, what you don't like, and so just be honest in, rev- in your review, but definitely leave, leave those reviews. And with that, I will sign off for now. And I will see you again, or you will hear from me again, I guess, <laughs> next time on the Dominate Test Prep Podcast. Take care, everyone.